Welcome to episode four of the Sophie Lee podcast. Today I'm talking to Karen, a beautiful friend of mine from Shot from the Heart Kids in Melbourne, Australia. We are talking about running an authentic business, authenticity in our images, and just a few bits and pieces as we chat as friends as well. So I really hope you enjoy the episode and thanks for listening. Hello, beautiful Karen. How are you? Hello, Sophie. I am very, very well. Thank you. Thanks so much for coming on to have a chat. We'll have to probably put a time limit on it because every time I talk to you, I feel like I look at the time and I think, oops, (laughs) (laughs) whoops. So uh, I'm going to get you to introduce yourself. um, But before I do that, I thought it might be interesting for people to know how we connected uh, as well and why I really wanted to chat with you today. But Karen and I just met over the gram and Karen's one of those people that I have not hugged and I haven't had a wine with yet. And most of my really close connections kind of meet those two criterias. However, as we know, Instagram can be a really wonderful place to sort of flourish and gain inspiration. It can also be um, the opposite of that. But I have found it to be somewhere that I've connected with lots of people. And Karen's just one of those people that we sort of started chatting and very quickly exchanged numbers and we do our long chats uh, on our way to locations back in the day when we were free. <laughs> You're like, are you shooting tonight? How long's your drive? And we would always be um, struggling to wrap up the conversation even after a long time. So I, I know that. Um, I sat in the driveway for about half an hour at the end of a, at the end of a long trip. Bill. <laughs> and then I start to hear it's quiet. And I'm like, are you home? <laughs> She's like, I'm already home. We're still talking. So, uh, yeah, so we've definitely, um, yeah, kindred spirits in that in that sense. So, Karen, can you just let everyone know, for those who don't, uh, who you are, what your business is, a little bit about you? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, I'm Karen Simmons. Um, oh, do I say my age? <laughs> I, um, I'm 53. Um, yeah, it sounds really old. I don't feel it. Um, <laughs> And yeah, I am a mother of first, first and foremost, I am a mother and a wife. Um, uh, my husband and I met when we were 15 um, and we've been married for 33 years. So um, that's pretty awesome. Um, so we have five beautiful children um, and they range from 20 to 30 um, and uh, three of them have given me the most delicious grandbabies. So I have five grandchildren. Um, yeah, two boys and three little girls. And we are ridiculously obsessed with them, my husband and I. Um, and they can do no wrong, unlike their parents. <laughs> um, yeah, so we are really enjoying this stage of our lives. Um, I love my adult children and, you know, for mums who are struggling with teenagers or with babies, um, it, it, it does move on and, and it changes. And I look back and there were times when I really struggled with some of my teenagers or my newborns or the, my toddlers, but um, you get through it and it's such a short amount of time. I just can't believe that I'm a mother of, of grown children with five grandchildren. So, yeah, um, I run Shot from the Heart Photography. Um, we have two pages because we have a wedding arm of the business and we have um, the family and the newborn and the um, maternity arm of the business. And so my daughter Elle joined um, with me about 10 years ago, um, oh, 10 years, 
yeah, not officially 10 years, but she started with me 10 years ago back when I was doing weddings. Um, and then as uh, after she finished high school, she went to PIC College in Melbourne and um, she studied photography. And then since then she's been full-time. So we used to shoot everything together um, until we got too busy. And so then um, now I run the newborn and the um, family side on my own and run the studio and she runs the wedding side on her own. And sometimes I shoot with her as a second shooter or she gets in a second shooter. So, um, yeah, that's how we roll. So beautiful. Can you tell everyone how that started that very first time? Because I just love this story. Yeah, so I was going to a wedding um, to do a wedding and it was a very hot day actually and Ellie was saying, please, Mum, can I come with you? And she was about 11 or 12, I think. And I said, it's not a place for children. It's, you know, this is a wedding. This is someone's wedding day. And she said, no, please, please, I'll be, I'll be really good. And she asked me so many times. And so I ended up saying to her, it was a, it was a relatively short wedding. So I wasn't going to be there um, till like the end of the reception or anything like that. So I thought, oh, all right, I'll give her a go. So I said to her, you can't ask to go home. Um, you can't ask for anything while we're while I'm working. Um, and if I give you a job, you have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she was great. She just took it on board straight away and she moved, you know, she'd take the flowers for me or she'd hold a lens or she'd move the bride's dress or and she was just really sweet and really enjoyed it. Um and so she just every now and then she'd come with me, um, depending on on what the wedding was and where it was um, until one day I was shooting a wedding outside and I I was shooting just the, the, the normal way of, you know, looking down towards the bride and the groom and I really, really wanted that same shot from behind. Um, so I set up the camera and said, just go behind and you can take, just keep shooting, just take whatever you want to take. And um, that's just how it started. <laughs> she, she actually took some really good photos and, um, in time, I started explaining what set what I had the settings on and why, and what I was trying to capture and why. And um, yeah, before before we before long, she was my second shooter. Um, and then yes, you know, go down a few more years down the road, and then I'm her second shooter. So yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah, it it was amazing, and and she's taught me a lot as well. And um, you know, I think between the two of us it's been such a great combination for our business to just grow and keep evolving. Um, and, and, you know, obviously because also because she is that generation, um, she, she interacts really well with the brides. Um, she knows much more. She, well, she's taught me all the, th and anything I needed to know about social media or Instagram and yeah, right. um, yeah. yeah, all that sort of thing. Fantastic. And, um, yeah, so it's just been a really good partnership and, you know, now we, you know, we see each other pretty much every day. We speak at least two times, three times a day. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, I mean, it's hard at the moment, obviously, because we're in lockdown, but we do still need to, um, yeah, catch up and do work together and, yeah, website and all that sort of stuff that still needs to be done. Yeah. So who, who is the, who's the real boss then, Karen? <laughs> Um, <laughs> who, who kind of, well, it, depends on, it depends on the day really. And a lot of it, I'm happy for her to make a lot of those, those decisions. Um, yeah, 
purely because she now, she does all the website, anything to do with the website, she might just say to me, all right, I need you to give me 10 pictures for this. And so then I'll just go through and find the pictures that I want, you know, to change something or add new things onto slideshows or whatever they are and um so she she does all that side so I'm happy for her to be the boss of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah who wouldn't <laughs> yeah um yeah so I guess I don't know we do actually work very well together we are very similar in personality we're both we're both very creative we're both a little bit messy <laughs> mm-hmm. um but um <laughs> I mean, really, we just prioritise um, creative things rather than cleaning things or, 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 you know, the things that you put on the to-do list and you just say, I'll just do that tomorrow um, and then a week goes by and your tomorrow hasn't quite come yet. Um, yeah, but, um, no, nah, she's she is amazing and, um, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I think my business would look very different if, if I didn't have, if she hadn't come on board, yeah. So the transition from weddings into motherhood, family sessions, was that just a natural progression from brides sort of having babies? It was It was actually the opposite because I was babies and children first. And then one of the clients who I'd photographed um, them, some of their family, they asked me to do their wedding. And I said, no, I don't do weddings. Um, and then they, you know, pestered me over and over, please do our wedding. We love the way you photograph. Um, we don't care that you haven't done a wedding before. Um, and so I ended up agreeing to do their wedding. And then once, um, you know, I'd done their wedding it was, and it was beautiful and everyone saw it and everyone loved it. And before too long, their friends had asked me to do their weddings and, and then I was doing weddings. So I was doing everything I was doing newborns and family and weddings and actually even when Ellie came along I was getting to the point where I was overdoing weddings um, and I was thinking I'm going to drop weddings or I'm only going to do one wedding a month Um, but then once Ellie came it was like no well we can actually continue to do weddings because she's doing all the editing now of the the weddings that that was one of the first things that that she took on as her role um, and so that that was a huge lift from my shoulders because you know as you know it's it's a very time consuming thing to photo, to edit edit weddings um, but yeah back when I started weddings it was all film so it was completely different I started off shooting film for years and years and years I shot film um, and um, my family shoots were two rolls of film um, <laughs> my weddings were my weddings are about 10 to 12 rolls of film, depending on, you know, how long we were shooting for and, and all of that. So, yeah, it, it was just a completely different beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a very sort of natural pro- process, not something that you went out and you marketed and you pushed and it was just really authentic. Definitely not. Never never marketed and never, never advertised. And I think also because I had five children and they were small, I wa- I had enough work to just keep me going. So um, my goal my goal when I started photography was to earn enough money to afford a house cleaner um, because that was 
Yeah, that's what I didn't like doing. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. I Yeah, no, I just relate to that messiness so much because I always used to say to my mum, it's messy, it's it's clean, it's just messy. I know, I say the same thing all the time, but sometimes it does border on a bit dirty. So (laughs) if I let it go too long, okay, okay, there's a fine line here. (laughs) Oh, gosh, so just touching on that, that sort of that piece on being, you know, transitioning from one genre to another so effortlessly and I know that some people would do that and think that there was so many things involved and so many cogs in the wheel to to do and push so how how do you do something how does that is that down to you think um not thinking about it too much do you think it's down to just being your authentic self and and showing the world this is what I'm doing and people connecting with you on a deeper level. Obviously that family connected with you so well that there was no question that they wanted you there regardless of a portfolio. So to me yeah. that sort of says, you know, speaks to your authenticity. Would you agree with that? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. But and and yes, absolutely. And I think um in my work I was de- even when I photographed families, I'm talking, you know, 20 years ago, I would take the one or two photographs where um, mum and dad are looking and the baby children are looking at the camera and I always joked and said, okay, this is the one for grandma's fridge because grandma always wants that photo on her fridge. Mm-hmm. But then I think I was I was much more drawn to more of a st- storytelling image and an image where things were happening within the image. Um, there's movement and there's interaction and there's connection. And uh, for me, it was an image um, that told a story was was much more appealing to me than 20, you know, handing a client 20 photos of everyone looking at the camera. Um, and I guess the the that that was the thing that when um, Nikki and Dean asked me to um, photograph their wedding first, they said, "No, we love that you um, that you tell the story, and we love that's we we like well back then. I mean, I mean even now, it's candid. We love candid photography. Yeah, um, yeah, and, <laughs> um, yeah. So, but um, yeah. Sorry, my, my phone just rang, even though I had it on do not disturb." <laughs> um just their ability to see your style and and trusting that that would translate over to an event yes I think yeah it's pretty amazing yeah and and I think it's the same you know when when you're dealing with clients um you you need to show that personal personable side of yourself as well so um it starts from when they inquire um and and you need to make sure that that you're that you know you're super friendly and and that you're um you know you you find something that you can connect with them on so that you straight away you're in a conversation that's not even about photography it might be about um their children or about what their birth was or um you know how where they where they're having where they're wanting to have their photos so straight away they're feeling they're feeling comfortable and and they're feeling themselves and they're, you know, they're willing to then show themselves in their true selves in their, when, once they come and they're settled into the studio. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or wherever, wherever you are or whether it's a wedding or, you know, whether it's the family shoot or whether it's a maternity session, it's it's still the same. Yeah, we don't really connect over the, the process or the, you know, the nitty-gritty of, like, what we're doing. 
we connect over conversation, shared shared experiences. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think the more that we can allow time and space for those conversations, the better. So for me now, like email is kind of to the point where they're just kind of booking in because my mm-hmm. business has changed so much. So I do much more front-loaded, I guess, connection. So I do that a lot via social media and talking to people and opening up conversations and showing them who I am and letting them connect to me. So there's so many ways to do it, isn't there, and to create connection and draw out that authenticity. And, and mine is heading that way, you know, ever so gradually, but I'm still having um, contact. So we've got my daughter, my second daughter, Brianna, has taken over now. She's taken over the initial contact when people um, initially send a, send an inquiry. So she sends through all of the details of our packages and our pricing. Um, and then once they say they're going to book, then I take over. So I'm still having a little bit of that conversation with them. And I, you know, I guess a, the, a different thing between you and me, which is something that I absolutely admire about you, is that you're always on like on your stories and on your social media so people know who you are without having had that conversation but for me I'm not so much on I every now and then I show my face but um I'm not I'm not on there a lot for them to see who I am and and especially if they've only just found me and just inquired um they've never seen a story with me on it so um for me then I, I I like that the fact that I can then go, oh, thank you so much, you know, for trusting us and booking us. Um, and then then we go into some conversations, yeah. So obviously that's sort of how we can be authentic within our client experience. What about within the images themselves? Because that's something that I, I do see from your work. So when I look at your work, I know it's yours. That's the first thing. So I, I see you in them and yeah. uh, so how, like how did your style develop and how did you decide, well, this is sort of the way I want to go or this is how I want things to look? I guess I'm, I'm quite an extroverted personality type um, and when families come into the studio, I'm fairly live, right up off the bat, I'm fairly lively, I'm warm, I smile a lot um, and if there's small children there, straight away I go into into it like a banter or um or you know just reading reading the kids I mean sometimes the children come in and they're a little bit quiet to start off with and mm. and then I just sort of you know give them a bit of space but after a while you know it's fun I, I make it fun and and so that they come in and there's thing you know a friendly face and they, they they can't do anything wrong. Like it's like sometimes the parents come in and they, oh, don't sit on there. Oh, don't. And I just say to the parents, no, they can, yeah, yeah. I can't break anything. So just, they can be on anything. And if it's set up with cushions, it doesn't matter. I can move the cushions and set it up again, you know. Um, so I guess for, for me and my imagery, I, I like, I'm drawn to an image where something is happening in the image. So even with the children, if it's if they're laughing or if they're um, tickling their mum or, um, you know, or if mum, mums and dads are having a moment together where even, even if it's not like the laughing, if it's just them being um, themselves together and all of a sudden they're together and they've remembered how much they love each other um, and they're showing, showing a little bit of affection, if they're, um, even if it's just a look, well, that's, that's what I'm looking for when I'm pressing a sh- when I'm pressing the shutter, like uh, often people say to me, "Oh, what? How do you know when to click?" And and it's like for me, it's 
it's almost a feeling rather than what it looks like. It, I get a feeling, oh, that's that's amazing. Um, and sometimes like, you know, something, you know, beautiful is happening and I'm just like click, 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 click all the way through that because even between in three seconds you can have two completely different images. Yeah. Uh, is, that, is that what you were asking? Yeah, no, that's a beautiful yeah. answer. I also wanted to touch on, I guess, the styling of your images too because and, and maybe that is a little bit of what I'm hearing too about that is, you know, because you are a little more out there and you do like to style things a lot and but you still make it look very effortless and I'm wondering like how do you decide what to put together? It amuses me that question because sometimes I would just get blankets and I'll just throw, 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 throw it all down, throw all the pillows down. And I actually haven't put any thought into it, into it at all. Yeah. It's just, it's basically just the base. Um, and then people say, oh, how do you know how to have that all, you know, all layered? And I mean, maybe I, I do it without even thinking, but um, I guess in my in my own house and in my lot in my what in what what I wear what I have in my house I love texture I love different layers I'm me I'm messy and like even in within my art it's messy but I don't want the styling to be what is the feature of the photograph so yeah. so sometimes I just throw it all together and know where the beautiful light is but then it's putting someone in that picture but it's not then focusing on how beautiful the styling looks. Like once the styling's done, I'm more focused on the on the the people that I've put in the picture or the baby that I've put in there. Um, so the styling sort of just sort of drifts off to the background. And to mm. me, then it's more about um, what's actually going on with the people and with the ba or with the baby. Yeah. So maybe that is a secret in itself, like not overthinking it doing what feels totally right. not overthinking yeah yeah even if I try to think about it it never looks as good as if I just I know that I often wrap up a baby pop the baby up and I've tucked it under my arm and I've grabbed a wrap with another arm and someone's like oh you're right do you need a hand and I'm like no no, no I'm fine yes. <laughs> and I'm just I'm up. <laughs> and I'm just kind of tossing things around and I'm like don't worry like it's all fine and I think that's always when it looks the best it's just totally and and when the items that you've chosen are, have just been chosen through your own feeling of I love that or I don't love that not yeah. by what you've seen or what you think works or what should or shouldn't work because mm. I feel like when you trust your own intuition and your own decision-making process that's when you create something that's uniquely you for sure and I think I mean anyway everything that's in my studio will still go well together anyway because it's all it's all earthy and it's all textured um and so it, you know even if you pick up something that's off to the right and you just sort of grab it to stuff under under the baby's you know, head or arm or, you know, just to make it a little bit more comfortable, it still looks great in there. And yeah. it looks someone that you've actually styled that there before you've put the baby in. But little do they know that I just sort of grabbed something that was at the side and thought, oh, yeah, let's just pull that down here a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, because everything has been accumulated for the same intention by the same person doing it from a place of like this is just a piece that I love and yeah, and not overthinking, you know, does this match with that, does match back with that it just all does because it's all all yours mm -hmm. and that's what I love about your work mm, thank you because I feel like yeah I feel like that's how you look as well yeah and, and <laughs> I'm like 
like effortlessly put together and just I don't know how how grandma like you is so much cooler than me but you are so <laughs> there's that <laughs> I still remember when I wanted to get my nose pierced and you're like yeah I got my nose pierced I'm like of course you do because <laughs> and what, you, when did you get it done oh I've probably had it about five years now yeah see so yeah cool. so cool and I just decided I wanted it I actually always whenever I really going off topic um whenever I looked at other people's nose piercing I always thought I really love that it looks really nice but my husband hates the ring but I would love to have the the little ring there at the moment I just always just have a stud but he thinks the ring looks like a cow <laughs> well maybe you just need to give it a go because I felt like that. I couldn't get my act together with the makeup and the nose ring so I took it out in frustration one day just going ah oh, I'm so sick of um trying to work out this yeah how to do this but yeah I think they're so gorgeous when it comes to your imagery and I guess keeping focus on what it is that you want to create and do and what your brand is and your style do you find being on social media kind of swamps you or do you just look are you able to look at different styles and just move on or does it make you oh I want that color or like how does how does that work I look at social media all the time but I look at it from a point of view of it's I just love so many other artists art Mm. um and I love looking at light and airy pictures I think they're beautiful but then when I come into my studio that's not who I am Mm. and so I, I don't and often people will send me a request. Oh, you know, do you, I notice that your images are quite um, deep, and and you know you do look you do look use a lot of darker colours, um, or darker tones. Um, and I say, look, I do have lighter tones. I do a lot of lighter tones, but still within that, I it's quite moody. Um, yeah, you can still find the shadow. Yeah, and so. Yeah, like I look at, you know, for example, Victoria D'Angelo. I love her work. It's Her work is magnificent and I love looking at it. And it's so, but it's so light and airy. But that's when I come into my studio, that's not who I am. Um, you know, and other, other um, you know, photographers, I, I look at um, their, their work and their work is very quiet Um you know and and then then when I think of their personality that they are also quiet um and so I feel like I feel like you're you need to show your own personality um through your work and that that way it's promoting who who you are within your art um and and you know if I was doing dark and moody or, or not dark and moody but like my own way that I shoot and then light and airy it's sort of confusing like because it's not it's not consistent yeah do you know yeah know what I'm saying I think consistency um is a way to you know build trust and integrity within your brand and it doesn't mean that you can't ever change I think change is beautiful when it happens uh you know with a pull and gradually over time it's more of a development of your style rather than a Oh, change, oh, change, oh, I want to do this now. Oh, absolutely. And I, and I think too, if you look back, if you scroll back, you know, for my, to my work from three years ago and then look at now, yeah, it's, it's you, you can see a change. But if you scroll slowly through, you don't really notice a 
change. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know about that sudden, the sudden change. Yeah, it's, yeah. I think when you're following just a pattern of of evolving, it just happens so nicely and gradually. And exactly what you've just explained. I mean, I can go back and re-edit something that I've done five years ago, mm. and you probably wouldn't realize it was five years old, except for the original edit. You know, like it's still, I'm still approaching families in a very similar way. I still like to you know, shoot at similar places. I still like the similar colors that those locations provide. Uh It's just, um, you know, a gradual tweaking along the way rather than a really firm change. I think change of course. So I think that's where sometimes social media can get confusing for people and cause those really sharp pivots, which are difficult to sustain because if it's not something that you've been just really gradually pulled to and you can really, it's like a tree, right? You put the roots in first, then the tree grows. Yeah. It's like if you haven't, sort of really figured out who you are as an artist and what you want to produce and how you want to make people feel, then it's difficult to grow up quickly because you're just always going to feel fragile. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, it's a little bit like if you think about what grows quickly and, and a weed grows quickly and it, and it, and it doesn't last very long and it's, and it's gone, but, but an oak tree grows slowly and it's magnificent and it, and it's it it's like forever. It lasts for so long. Like it, it's growth absolutely needs needs to happen slowly. And and it's and it's good for your soul too because you you you're you're learning over time slowly rather than like just overnight complete doing a, a complete change. Yeah, that's right. And I think that's um. I feel the same about socials. I just feel like I can look at people's work forever and just think, how beautiful, how beautiful, it's so beautiful. But I get a lot of questions. How did you decide on your style? I just don't feel like it was a decision. I don't feel like I decided. I feel like that's a strange question for me because if... Um, it's like someone saying, how did you decide to have that personality? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Exactly right. How did you decide to talk like that? Yeah. How did you decide to, you know, it's just, it's just innate, isn't it? So as you, as you mentioned before, when your personality comes out through your work, that is where it feels so authentic and original. And yeah, it's so true. People can get to know you through your images. So I look at, so look at someone like Alex Warden. Yeah. She looks like her photos. I already, I see her like messy curly hair when I look at her images. Yeah. And when I look at your images, I feel the same. It's like this earthy, artistic, layered human that is just full of soul. And that's who I feel you are. And so that's when I really associate a brand, a person into their work, into all of this all wrapped up and it just all makes complete sense. And that's how I would explain authenticity in photography to be Uh, because we aren't separate. We don't and, you know, unless you do, but most of us don't start a photography business, hire five photographers, decide on the style and market it. Mm. A lot of us are our brand, are the photographers, are, you know, the business owners. And so the easiest way to run it from is from you so that you can enter, at least for the creative side, enter your flow state and not have to battle against style coloring this that you just do it from you because all the other stuff is especially if you're creative is hard enough trust yourself and trust your heart and let let your heart run what you do rather than being focused on 
you know, I, I saw a picture and I want to do that picture. Mm. You know, let your heart decide what your heart's going to do and how your heart's going to shoot. And and you're never you're never going to go wrong. And you you people are going to start seeing your your images and knowing that they're your images because you're you are the product. Yeah, I think this is where sometimes the desire just to to sort of like fit the mold, do what everyone else is doing, be popular or be trendy or, or whatever it is, mm. it can kind of dilute the the create the creation of of whatever you're doing. Whereas it's the people that go a little bit out and it's like a little bit this way, a little bit that way, out that you really end up looking towards going, now that is amazing. And that's where you create your niche and that's where you create your demand, right? Yeah, but but don't get me wrong, it's it's not it, like even for myself, it's not always an easy easy road. Like there's been times where I've look at, looked at my work and gone, is it good enough? Like you, you, I still doubt myself sometimes. Um, and it's actually, it's, it, it's actually that comes, totally comes back to the overthinking and just getting back to the basics. Like, like, I, yeah, like sometimes you can look at too much externally and then just go, oh no, just go back, back to the basics. And it does evolve and it does, it does just keep growing when you're not distracted by that. Yeah, sometimes maybe. Yeah, I can absolutely still be my own worst enemy um, and, and second guess myself. But, yeah, you just like I know within myself when I'm doing that, I have to just go, no, no, my clients come to me because I like what I do, just trust the process and just go, you know, go back to my own, yeah, without overthinking, yeah. I remember when I first changed, well, not first, but like my last rule change in my editing, mm. I was so scared. <laughs> I was so nervous. And I think that's generally now I've learned that that's usually when things are good for me, if it makes me nervous again, because I got to a point with my shooting where I had this like feeling of how I wanted it to look, but I didn't feel like I was quite achieving it because I had stayed in that whole, well, I'm getting booked and I'm da 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 and I'm, you know, there's nothing to change. And it's, and I just felt like, no, I just really, I feel like I can give more and I want to give more and I want to change this up a bit. It was one of the, it was so scary. I just had this thing of like, they're going to, it's going to look so different. And you know, what about previous clients? And, and I just had to trust, I just had to lean into the fact that I wanted my work to, to develop and, and move forward. And and so I just did it. And it was, of course, because it came from, from me, it was completely beautifully embraced and all my clients loved it and blah, blah, blah. So here we are now. But it's, um, it doesn't mean that you don't have hard moments and scary things and big decisions to make in your business and how you want things to look and, and change, you know, is good. I just feel like it's um, usually, and this is what happened in that case, you know, people look back and go, what do you mean this huge change? <laughs> Yeah, like, I know. I'm, I'm thinking that myself. I, don't know, I didn't notice a change. <laughs> how long are we talking? <laughs> but it was. It was like that overthinking thing, you know. And I, you know, you are your own worst enemy, and we hold our, ourselves, you know, to a high standard, and and we really want to achieve this and that, and we want our clients to be happy, and we want to be proud of our work, and but we also that human desire to be for to be accepted, whatever we've chosen to be accepted and embraced. Um, mm. which, you know, doesn't always serve you. Often the the opposite is true. When you go out on your own and you stand out a little bit, that's when people really, um, you know, see your bravery 
and see, oh, wow, she's just done something different and it's really beautiful, mm-hmm. especially in a really saturated, you know, I don't want to say market because I don't feel like the market necessarily is saturated, but if you follow a lot of people worldwide, you know, you can follow worldwide photographers on, on this one little app, you know, so it can feel like everyone this, everyone that, but really there's like maybe 10 photographers in your suburb, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It can feel heavy, but it's not actually that bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or where you live. So it's just such an interesting topic, isn't it? I, it sounds like we get a lot of the sim- of similar questions in that regard. And I guess for us too, it's, it's um, even though we've got the wedding, the wedding side of the business and, and, or the wedding page and, and the, um, shot from the heart kids page it's still for us we like to keep that um looking cohesive together so um and yet we're, we're photographing different things but yeah trying to keep our, our colors still relatively cohesive although i must say i'm probably a little more um deeper shadows a little bit more moodier than ellie's Ellie's probably a little light, lighter, um, but whether that's because she's she's doing a lot more out outdoors with weddings, um, yeah. But it's it's that whole yeah trying to keep it all it within the branding within your own brand. I think that comes back to that sort of storyteller piece too, though. Like it does tie in because of the angle you're coming from, you know. Um, trying to capture those connections and things are always going to tie in beautifully, regardless of maybe she's just photographing more white dresses than you are. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) It's been so nice to chat to you, Karen. I've got a couple of little um, surprise questions, just really quick ones for the end, just to uh, help us get to know you a little bit more. Yeah. All right. So if you could photograph anyone, alive or dead, who would it be? Oh, um. Oh, okay. Can I have a? <laughs> can I have ten minutes? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know what? I'd love to photograph Princess Diana. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah. Incredible. Yes, that's a great answer. And and with her children, she just was so beautiful with her boys. Yeah. Yep. So that's one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you could have lunch with anyone, oh. who would it be? Lunch date of your dreams. Maybe Sophie Lee. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be so good after so long? <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah, maybe February. Photograph me and then we're going to have dinner and wine. and. Oh, yes, please. It's going to be great. Only one glass, though. <laughs> I keep saying to Fox, um, because we're in lockdown at the moment and he's FaceTiming his friends. Yeah. And sometimes I, I say to him, come on, Fox, we're going to go do something IRL <laughs> in real life <laughs> because, like, yeah, let's get off the FaceTime. We could actually go to the park, see if we can find some real humans. So I feel like that'll be our, our first IRL lunch. Oh, yes, absolutely. Next one, what trait do you admire most in a person? Um, honesty. Yeah. Yes. Of course you said that. Sure. And what would you say to ten-year-old Karen? Oh, you can. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's funny. I it, even when I was thinking about some of the the previous questions about how I got into um, photography, I I was thinking back to 
um, myself as a child and my sister was such a clever artist and a clever drawer and I just wanted to be her. I just wanted to be able to create and I sucked at drawing and I sucked at painting and she was just so good. And if I knew back then that I could create pictures still with a camera, like I wish I knew back then that that that, that, that was going to be my way of creating and yeah, and just trust, just trust the, trusting the process. And I mean, I've loved everything that I've done, and I, and and everything that I've done has has brought me to to where I am in my photography. Even with, you know, because I I was well, I trained as a mothercraft nurse. That's what it was called back then before I did photography. And so that was my um, that was where I learnt babies or. I think, I mean, I did have an in, an innate ability to put babies to sleep from a, about a 10-year-old child. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think the, the combination of all of that, um, it was still the process that's brought me brought me to here. So I don't know. I Yeah, I think just, yeah, trust the process and, and just let it, let it all happen. And, and also I probably would have said <laughs> don't let, your um, two-year-old child get hold of your camera and put it in the bath because that <laughs> that was the big thing that stopped my business for a while because he put my good camera in the bath and I couldn't afford a new one for a long time. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. So just yeah. a heads up, ten-year-old Karen. Ten-year-old. Yeah. When you have a when you have a toddler. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, keep it in a safe place. That's something my Maggie would do. I've walked down the hallway so many times to her just standing there holding my camera in her hands. Oh, just yeah. In her disaster. Just to see what you do. Yeah, yeah, they just look at you. What's her reaction? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> she's lucky I meditate like a monk, so I usually just walk past her without making eye contact and just snitch it out of her hands. <laughs> without too much of a reaction it's like the dog if the dog's got something and you make eye contact it's all over yeah but if you just casually walk up like you're gonna pat him and just sit next to him you know <laughs> <laughs> reef reef the dummy reef the the toy reef the everything out of his mouth oh my gosh i got a juggle well that was a beautiful chat as always Thank you so much for coming on and giving your time to do that. I know so many people be oh, Thank you so much for even asking. Oh, of course, of course. All right, lovely. I'll let you get back to your day and I'll chat to you soon, no doubt. All right. Thank you so much. Bye, lovely. Bye.